0: i mean think about it right think about successful people don't they all have a story about how when they started out they started from a garage they will tell you that story but they they they're rich and they have an office with a view. (laughs) Right, because when you think about it, have you ever seen somebody who's just started a business share a photo of themselves sitting on a broken Ikea desk that's wedged between a toolbox and their dad's Ford? (laughs) No one shares that. I get it. I started my first business in the year 2006 out of my parents' house in Bankstown. And I was embarrassed. And the only thing I ever shared about my business was the P.O. Box. (laughs) Which was in Surrey Hills. There was a time when new business or small business owners Would be coy about their office location, just like I was. And it still happens today. When interior design blogger Jen Bishop started her business, Interiors Addict, she was determined to do things differently. She shares with us today why she was determined to always be open and authentic and why your office location really doesn't matter.
1: Welcome, Jen. Hi. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me. How are you coping? How are you coping in, in these corona-crazy times? Oh, hanging in there. I mean, as I work from Homer um, for yeah. many years, this is not hugely different to me, but, um, yeah, you know, having having my husband also work from home is a slight inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get a little crowded but, uh, in the office. Yeah, and a couple of kids here all the time. But, you know, apart from that, fine, yeah. No, you know, getting through it like everyone else. Good on you. How are you coping? Not so well, if I'm to be completely (laughs) honest. (laughs) I work from home, but my home office is detached from the home. So I actually have an office space to myself. But now that it is, it's amazing. It's being renovated at the moment, actually, but that's now on hold. And anyway, with the kids' home and my husband home and what I'm working from the kitchen bench at the moment. Of course you are. And it's not fun. no you have to be in the middle of everything and yeah it is it's it's chaos I hear you. it absolutely is chaos but it does take me back <laughs> because when I started my first business in 2006 I started from my parents house actually and I had again I had a detached office space but my parents house was like Central Station so there were uncles and aunties <laughs> and cousins and neighbors and you know, I'd be I'd be on the phone, you know, talking to a client, hearing my brother and his mates argue over a poker game at 10 in the morning. It was just weird. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it was absolutely mental. So I feel like I've gone back to 2006. Yes, but just with some, some smaller people around. <laughs> yeah, but that are equally irritating. And very loud. <laughs> <laughs> now, you actually... Um, you used to edit dynamic small business many many years I ago did. before you started I did. in Serious Addict. Yes. Surely you would have heard some cracker stories about how some small businesses started. I, oh yeah, I mean I heard many stories. I used to. That was my favourite part about that job was hearing those startup stories, and a lot of them were, um, you know, from their parents garage. I think Russell and Cogan was one of those. He was a classic of, um, you know, started in the garage or the bedroom or the parents' house. Um, (laughs) And there's, I mean, there's heaps of them. Um, And we, I don't know, we all love those stories, don't we? We do. But my issue with those stories is I find we only tell them once we're no longer in that situation. So, for example... You know, when I was working from home, I certainly wasn't making a song and dance about it, let me tell you. However, when I got my office and I started making money and I had a couple of good clients under my belt, then I was more than happy to share the story of, you know, the early days. But we don't in the beginning. No, we don't. Although I do think that it's changing a bit now, Um, not necessarily I still probably don't think if you're in your parents' house you would be shouting about it like you say, but I do think that the you know things have changed a lot in the last ten years, say, and I think it is a lot more acceptable to be working from home and that for that not to necessarily be viewed as a failure or a you know like a a terrible thing. Yeah. So yeah, but I do. I mean, personally. I think I see uh, there's a few people I follow and it's particularly on Instagram and I know the real deal of their business and how many people they have and, you know, it's perhaps not many, again, yeah. not, not yeah. a bad thing. Not every business needs a big team. I don't have a big team. But I cringe when I see people pretending to be bigger than they are and I think that to me is more embarrassing than admitting that you're working from home and that kind of thing. So I think it's changed a bit, you know. You know, a lot more of us are self-employed. It's a lot more normal. So, yeah, I think it it probably has become less of a terrible thing to be embarrassed about. I think when you started your business, one of the things I admired um, about you was that you were so open from the get-go. And you still are, like you talk very openly about working from home and you talk openly about being a working parent and sometimes, you know, yep. the juggle is harder one day than it is another day. Um, and I yes. find, I mean, even I, as much as I admire you when you do that, I've reflected back, back to a time when I was working for a big corporate and I would pretend if I was working from home and my kids were home, I would pretend that they weren't. And I would do anything. I, know. And I mean lock myself in the bathroom and shove towels in there so there'd be no echo, anything to avoid the <laughs> chuck, children. Chuck stuff at them, you know, open the door, throw <laughs> stuff. Oh, shut up. Be quiet. Exactly. And, exactly. and you know what? I got I got friends that do it too and, and they still do that now. And I have words with them and I say, do you know what? You do not have to apologize for the fact that you have kids and that they're off sick today. Kids get sick. We're all human. Um, and... People hire you because you're good at your job, and they keep you because you're good at your job. So I think that the fact that you, you know, are we only allowed to be good at our job if we don't have kids? <laughs> A lot yeah. of the time, people yeah, exactly. are working from home because it's flexible around having kids. Um, so, and, you know, most of your clients probably have kids too. So, you know, I think we're all human, and it's it's fine. Um, and, and like I say, I cringe more when I see the people on Instagram doing a, a, a video tour of their office. And you're like, that's a co-working <laughs> space. That's not your office. There's like 10 businesses in there, small businesses. That's not, they're not your people. They're like the co-workers. And, oh my God. And that just... Yes. Oh, I mean, that I'll be screenshotting that and sending it to my friends, saying, "Have you seen what they're trying to make out is theirs? Like that's just ridiculous. They've got like one part-time contractor and an intern. That's not their 20 employees. And, <laughs> and surely people don't believe it, do they? <laughs> but, you know yeah. what? I I don't. I think to myself that sometimes that kind of behaviour stems from a desire to attract a particular type of client who does want to think that you're bigger than you are. And some I don't know, back when I first started, I was a lot younger, so it's not the best comparison because I think when you're mm-hmm. older and more experienced and established, people trust you and they don't care necessarily where you work from. Um yes, but I when think I first point. started my business, I remember pitching um and winning a particular business that was a very big piece of business and they said to me, "Look, we love your pitch and we really want to work with you, but we just can't have an office in Bankstown on the books. Can you work through, um, you know, another agency? Gosh, and so, Yeah, yeah you know. Hey, did you have that experience when you started? Did you have any clients that were hesitant or didn't take you seriously because of the fact that you just worked from home? I don't think I did, but I think that, you know, being a full-time blogger is a very different kind of job to any other job. You know, it doesn't even yeah. sound like a job. So I think um, you know there, there is a, an expectation of that being a one-person job in the, the beginning. And when I look back at it now, and I and I never did make a secret of working from home. You, you're right, um, but in the beginning, I did have an agency kind of representing me and selling my my ads for me so I think that Mm. gave me a layer of credibility perhaps that it didn't really matter that I was working from home or you know the people they were selling to the middlemen those agencies they didn't care where I was they just wanted the Mm. best deal so I think maybe that that did help and nowadays I don't have uh, an agency and I do that side of the business myself and I suppose. I don't know. After a while, you're established. Like you say, you are established after a while and people just don't care because they just, you know, they know they like working with you. They've been working with you for years. It's not an issue. But I think that all you've really got to remember is that if you are professional in all your dealings with people and you do good work, it doesn't matter that you work from home. I mean, you still need to turn up to meetings Looking half decent and not just rock up in your tracky decks and things like that. <laughs> you still can't have a Gmail address and think you know things like that are the things that would make me be like, <gasps> you know, oh, yeah, they're using a Hotmail or something like that. You know that that's the sort of thing that's going to make me think I'm professional <laughs> rather than where they actually have their desk. Yeah, absolutely. And I I wonder whether we sometimes focus and by we I mean people who are in that startup phase who are really, yeah. really keen and eager to look professional and win business quick, smart. And I wonder yeah. whether we put so much focus on, you know, that whole office scenario rather than focusing oh on what what are my services, what's the value that I'm going to bring to my customers and how am I going to communicate it? I mean, I'd judge a business by so. their website before I cared about their office personally. Definitely. Absolutely. Their website is really important and... Um, I think as well, like startups can spend a lot of money on that stuff, on that spending money on fakely looking bigger than they are, you know, on the, you know, getting that fake address in the CBD and getting that mail redirection from wherever and getting, you know, that service (laughs) office that that they don't... (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone does, it, Or maybe even the serviced office in Singapore and the one in Melbourne and the one in, and it's just like, really? Um, but that, you know, all that stuff costs money that you could be spending on getting some shit hot contractor to be your, you yeah, know, your number point. two person who could be yeah. producing this amazing work for people that are like, wow, they're small, but they do really good work. <laughs> so I just think, yeah, we, we do. I think it, I mean, I I never did, but I think that a lot of us do get way too caught up in that. Did you make the decision not to get caught up in that because of what you had seen and learned in your time at Dynamics Small Business, or was it just a personal preference? Do you know what? I think it was a personal preference, and I think that I am probably, you know, I can say all this stuff. It's easy for me to say, but I think... My job is a very unusual job in which mm. it wouldn't be that unusual. It would almost be a bit bizarre to think, well, this is a a blogger that's say been doing this full time for like the last six months to a year to be in an office sitting on my own. I mean it would be a bit strange, but the, so it almost was never expected of me to be in an office i mean and yeah. over the years I've had contractors i've had I've mostly had contractors, but i had I did have a full time employee. A few years ago, and she used to come and work in my house. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> weird too, but no one cared. I mean, weird probably for her more to- than anyone else. <laughs> when it came to recruiting her, did you have to position your business in a in a certain way to kind of get her to feel like she was interested or working for a, a worthy organisation? It was a bit of a funny one because it was it was a, a part time it was kind of like a contract role that turned into a an employee role. So when I was first advertising for my first help, which was uh maybe I think it was like a day a week or something, like an editorial assistant and it was work from home. So I you know, I had this blog that had all this cool stuff and cool people that they would get to interview and they'd probably get sent free candles and they got to work from home and they thought it was brilliant so and these are yeah, you know yeah. journalism graduates who were looking for jobs and there weren't many that were that exciting but you know mine actually looked quite cool but you know a, a recent female graduate working yeah. for Interior thought it was very cool so I had loads of applicants and then You know, it was actually quite a good thing that they got to work from home. And then when that turned into a – the role just got bigger and bigger and then it became a full-time employee role. It was like, um, do you want to come (laughs) and work in my house? Or do you want to work at home (laughs) in your shed? You know, because it's a young person who's got flatmates. And it was like, do you want to come and work in my house? Like, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? Yeah. And and she used to come, like, maybe half the time, I think. She would work with me at my dining table in my rented house, and then yeah. the rest of the time she would work in her place. No one really cared. I think they were more like, oh, you've got an employee. That's cool. That's quite <laughs> impressive. That <laughs> seems quite good. I didn't even think about the fact that she was working in my house. Or, I just think people don't care as much as we think they do. I think yeah, yeah, I agree. think a big thing. I just get too, um, too worked up about this stuff, I think. I remember when I had again when I started in 2006 from my mum and dad's house, and I had my first employee, and she came and she was yeah. working from my parents' house, right? And so exactly, <laughs> that is gold. <laughs> that is next level, Marie. Through. It was yeah, pretty horrifying for all involved because <laughs> my parents, like my dad, would be you know his, I don't know no shirt on making his breakfast, oh,
0: and I love she's it. walking
1: through. Oh hi. You know, and then walking through the kitchen and into the back, and you know, some mornings my brother, who oh my brothers were really irritating at the time, that would you know they were doing stuff that would put me, you know, I'd be in jail for it today. And things like having inappropriate things lying around as a joke, thinking it's really funny, and I'd be like, oh, you can't no. do that. You this is a workplace, and they'd be like, no, it's not. It's my house. If you don't like it, take your little workplace and go. It sounds like a really good TV show. Yeah, well, it would reveal way much more than I would want to about my family. (laughs) But, you know, as I I found that now with what I'm doing now, I just feel like I still have a level of, oh, I really wish I wasn't working from home. Maybe because I, I sometimes feel like it's nice to have... A, a workplace where you could have other people feel comfortable. You know, I, yes. I would do everything I can to make, you know, people feel comfortable in my home, but at the end of the day, it's someone's home. Of course, yeah. So it's probably better that they just work from, from their own place. But I find that when it came to me employing, again, this is a different scenario. So with my agency, for example, mm. a lot of people do want to feel like they're part of an agency where they can go and have the lunches and the after-work drinks Whereas with me it's like, oh look at the time, got to pick up the kids. See ya. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And that was always my fear. (laughs) Was almost my fear with my amazing employee Olivia, who was amazing. Was you know you probably want to like be meeting men at work you know you probably want to yeah. think this is one of the main places to meet a boyfriend is at work it's not going to happen at my house <laughs> like she's yeah. going to leave really soon and she did and yeah. I, so I see boy, so you eyeing out I'm my like, husband lady <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah that guy by the printer is mine as a as I sit here eight months pregnant at the dining table <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, good times would you change anything No, I wouldn't, to be honest. I mean, I think that I've got your point now with two kids at home. And, uh, I mean, obviously, the times we're in right now are very surreal and not what anyone's expecting. But with two kids at home at the moment, let's forget COVID-19 and, and, you know, pretend we're having this conversation a few weeks ago. I have, you know, my youngest is 16 months old, so I'm at a point where he's still a bit young where I want to be – around a lot and to have that flexibility and we've done that with a part-time nanny I have been saying this year you know, next year it would be pretty good maybe two days a week to just get out and work somewhere else just to have the separation from home but I really do swing back and forth about that because I think there's just so many efficiencies to be had from not having travel time from not having to drop him somewhere on the way to somewhere else and all that kind of thing and sometimes it's just easier to have it all in the one place. But working from home with kids changes a lot with how old they are and are they at school yeah, and all very that. True. Kind of. And I don't have either at school at the moment. So so much easier for yeah. me here. <laughs> I I agree with that. I think i I've depended a lot on iPads or what I call robo nannies. And yeah. think it's <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Get on, Put can't. your headphones on and just get on it and learn something or don't learn something. I don't yeah. care, but I need half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I reckon when when you're when you're starting a business and you're working from home and you need to kind of communicate or give the client signals that you're serious and that you're a professional yeah. outfit, regardless of where you happen to work from. I reckon. I mean, having heard your story, the, one of the one of the things would be to find a way to demonstrate that, be it by hiring an agency or somebody that they can they can contact in order to deal with your organisation outside of just you. Yeah, absolutely. So, for example, because your your agency. That's it. It's not their problem that you are a part-time, working around kids, working for yourself, working from home, that kind of can't be the client's problem. So I think, yeah, as long as you have that there is someone else that they can talk to and if you're not there because you're doing something, dropping someone off, et cetera, like, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's what you have to have the same availability to your customer, I think, because if you were in that office nine to five, and, absolutely. yeah, so you're right. I think that's really important to get across that it doesn't matter because, you know, you're doing what you need to do. You're, you're servicing your client in office hours. You are available or someone else is. Exactly. I think the other thing as well is delivering. Delivering exactly. good work. And it's delivering good work on all time. all about that. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes the smaller businesses who might, you know, happen to work from home are just so much more nimble and able to do things quicker and turn things around and, you know, sometimes we can do that a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you, it's are all you, about your work. Um, 100%. At the end of the day, it's the, oh, it's the I work. You will, you will lose that client if you don't deliver the goods and okay. especially if you're in a you know a position where they're on a retainer and that kind of business model, you're just not going to keep them unless you keep mm. doing good work. That's true. I think some, some clients do find comfort in having an agency that's bigger or, or working with businesses that are bigger because they're not limited to just the one contact. Do you yeah, know what I mean by yeah. that? Yep, yeah. and I think there will always be some businesses or particularly some corporates that won't want to deal with that smaller agency Um, That doesn't have an office in Sydney CBD and it doesn't matter, you know, because there'll be lots of other people that do want to work with you because they like you and they like your work and the way you do things. So I think, you know, yes, they just don't want to do business with businesses that aren't like them, but that's okay because they're probably not who you want to be working with anyway. Very, very true. You know, I have this one client actually. He sells, I mean, he's got, he's got a product that he sells through distributors um, yeah, to other businesses and he is tiny at the moment and so his office is from home and he's sharing a warehouse for his stock, for example, right? But his product is so incredible and the service so good, no one has even asked or cared, where is your office run from? Not yeah. one, yeah. not and a single it. person. That, this is it. It's just no one really needs to know. It, it doesn't... I don't think we should have to hide it or be embarrassed of yeah. it, but also it's almost like you don't need to put it out there and shout about it because it doesn't really matter. No. And when you're rich and famous, it's a wonderful story to go back to. <laughs> totally. When am I going to be <laughs> rich and famous? <laughs> I'm still waiting. You're almost there, Jen. Just hang in. Hang in there. That moment <laughs> will come. But like I always say, the best stories are the rags to riches stories. And nobody of wants course. to hear about it when you're just at the rags stage. No, of course not. <laughs> so if you're just at rags, keep it under wraps. But when you've yeah. got the riches, go for it. Let loose those photos of yourself in the garage on the broken IKEA table. That's fine. I'm now. looking forward to them. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your thoughts and your story with us. Thank you. That was fun. Good luck getting through COVID 19. Oh, God. I'm here you. for you. Good luck to you want to chat? Good luck to all us work from home parents. I know. God help us. We're in it together. <laughs> we are. <laughs> all right, Jen, take care. Thanks again. And you. Thank you.
0: Bye. And that's Comical for this week. If you'd like to join the show, suggest a topic or ask me a question, hit me up on Instagram at Marie O'Daggle or email me, comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. See ya.